Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. With Michelle Smallman, I'm Randy Carricker. Great to have you with us on Carricker and Smallman on 101 ESPN in St. Louis. And joining us now on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line is a guy who's had a busy morning, ESPN's Tim Kirkjian. Tim, it's always great to talk to you. How are you doing this morning? Uh, I'm doing well. Everything's good. How are you guys and girls? Everybody good? Everybody's good. We're we're actually talking real baseball here. And here is our debate of the day, Tim. With the Cardinals being in a situation with Jack Flaherty where they know he's he's uh, nothing wrong with this, but he's highly motivated by money. All right? He, he's going to want that Garrett Cole contract by the end of 20... 20- guy, Nolan Arenado is unbelievable. I think you hang on to your starting pitcher and then you sign him no matter what. Now, who knows where the finances of the game are going to be at by 2023 with everything that's going on. Everything could conceivably change. Maybe you could get Jack Flaherty for way less than you think you can. Or maybe there'll be way more. But given how great that guy is and how great he's going to become, I think I would hang on to the great arm, especially when he's as athletic as that guy. Tim, I know the finances could change, but ballpark, what do you think that Flaherty would command? <laughs> well, if he has several more, if he has two more great years, and that's impossible to gauge now because we don't <laughs> even know if there's going to be one great year or any years, uh, He's going to get $200 million. I mean, my goodness, he's going to be in the prime of his career. Max Scherzer got that a few years ago and got it and has earned every penny of it so far. you got to think that's where Jack Flaherty is going to be. But given what Garrett Cole got, he might even get more. But, of course, it all depends on him being great and continuing to be great. And part of that would be being able to pitch in 2020. Tim Kirchner with us on 101 ESPN. Where do you stand right now? Uh, Rob Manfred said he's not as confident about playing. Where's Tim Kirkjian's head right now on whether or not we play in 2020? Well, I'm not particularly confident either, but I think we're going to play. I think what's happened here is that the union has gotten very solid and very unified. And a bunch of the star players in the game, including Mike Trout, have come out on Twitter and basically said just, say when and where. I think this is a really powerful message. I think it puts an enormous amount of pressure on the owners. The players who haven't budged much, they're far from blameless in all of this, are saying we want to play and we want to play as soon as possible. And the owners who don't have the same look at the game like they did, say, 40 years ago, they're not as invested, still have to understand that the only way out of this enormous predicament baseball's in is to start playing some games and to watch Mike Trout and to watch Garrett Cole and to watch Jack Flaherty. That's the only way out of this. So I just have to think with the pressure on the commissioner now, who's getting pounded on a daily basis, and the pressure on both sides to do something that somehow, some way, they're going to figure it out and we're going to play 48 or 54 or 60 games. That's what I think, and I'm guessing, and I'm just being a little too hopeful at times. (laughs) We all are, Tim. And you're a baseball lifer. You are an encyclopedia of baseball knowledge. 
this situation couldn't have gone really any worse. You have the commissioner of baseball coming on a national platform saying that this is a disaster. And when you look throughout baseball history, where do you rank this as one of the things that baseball has done that has been detrimental to the game? Where do you put this when you look at it in context? Well, I covered the 81 strike, and that was awful, believe me. I covered, of course, 94-95 when we canceled the World Series, and that was devastating. Uh, I've done the steroids. We've all done those, and it's it's all terrible. But this one, in its own right, is in a separate compartment, given what's going on in the country right now. Protesters in the street, a pandemic going on, 40 million Americans out of work, and we have a squabble over money. When you put all the elements together, this is such a bad look for baseball. Maybe not the worst look ever, but so bad right now. And that's the other reason why something has to be done. I just I can't believe that Rob Manfred, who was there during the, you know, the World Series being canceled, can't recognize my sport is a disaster. I have to change it. So we're going to have to figure out how to do that, and that's why the next few days, the next week, is going to be critical to potentially saving this season. And, Tim, Bill DeWitt said uh, last week that he's not concerned that baseball is resilient and it's always bounced back. And it has always bounced back from all of those things that you just uh, talked about that you have observed. But do you think it can bounce back from at this time if they don't play? Well, I'm with Bill DeWitt. Baseball is so great. And ask anyone in St. Louis how much they love the game. They will come back, and eventually people will come back. But this one, again, is different. Let's just say the NFL, the NHL, and the NBA all play this year. And baseball doesn't play because of a squabble over money. That is going to do enormous damage, not just for this year, obviously. It's going to affect the offseason and free agency. It's going to tumble into next season and hurt that. And then, of course, we have to get to a collective bargaining agreement after the 2021 season. So everyone has to recognize that this is crisis management. This is not a collective bargaining negotiation, but that's what it has become so I say nothing can kill baseball. It's too good. But if it, it happens the way I just laid it out, in the worst-case scenario, it's going to take years before this game comes back to prominence. And I even wonder if it will ever come back to prominence in the way we expect. We just watched Long Gone Summer where McGuire Sosa, the home run chase, was a huge thing that saved, quote, saved baseball. And I think about the damage that has already been done with baseball, the fact that it's more of a regional sport now than a national sport, and the lack of star power in baseball is really one of the things that bothers me when I think about the long-term viability of baseball. You mentioned we need Mike Trout out there playing. We need guys like Jack Flaherty out there playing. Here in St. Louis, we're always going to cheer for the birds on the bat. It doesn't really matter who's in that uniform. We're going to watch the games. But nationally, I don't really know many general sports fans that are going to sit in front of a TV and say, I have to watch Mike Trout play baseball. And I think that's a big problem that baseball has. Well, you're right about that. It's a regional game now, not a national game. And it, and it worries me tremendously that, you know, if the Pirates were in the World Series uh 
you know, against the Royals, uh, would anyone in L.A. or New York care about that? And if the Yankees are playing the Dodgers, does anybody, you know, in the middle of the country really care about that? that that's what's disturbing to me. I think we have more great players playing right now than any time that, that I think I can ever see as far as talent goes. But we need to market them better. We need to get Mike Trout out there in front of people more often. But there's simply no way Mike Trout is ever going to be like LeBron James is in that sport because LeBron James touches the ball in every possession. He can dominate any game. He's always the best player on the court, and it doesn't work that way in baseball. Mike Trout isn't always the greatest player that some of us have ever seen. Tim Kirchner with us. A couple more quick things, Tim. First of all, and I told this story on the air uh, I, I think yesterday, you have a, a feature up, uh, your daily baseball fix. It's about Ted Williams today. And when I was a really young broadcaster, I was maybe 22 years old, Ted came into town for a card show, and I interviewed him, and I had done all this research, and you know his history very well about his relationship with the media. And at the end of the interview, I said, I read all of this stuff about you, about how difficult you were for the media, and you've been such a pleasure. I really thank you. And he said, ah, those guys didn't know what the hell they were talking about. You know baseball. He loved talking baseball, didn't he? He did. And one of the highlights of my entire career was getting to interview Ted Williams at the 1999 Hall of Fame induction. And I was scared to death because this is my – this was my dad's all-time baseball hero. I grew up to stories about him. And I did like a six-minute interview with him, and it was fantastic. Well, he was fantastic. And it was, it was such a highlight for me because the passion that he had speaking about the game, you know, almost 40 years after he retired, was just unbelievable. And it was just so cool to see. And one last thing. Uh, 2003, I am at Patio's. You know Patio's right outside Bush Stadium. And the Cubs yeah. are in town. And Cubs fans come up to me and say, hey, would you trade Pujols for Pryor? And I said, no, no way. And the Cubs fans said, there's no way we would trade Pryor for Pujols. <laughs> Pryor's going to be so good for so long. Well, the beauty of baseball is just when you think you understand it, you realize that you don't. The game is too good to be predicted. It's too good to be understood. It surprises us every day. So let's get a really good surprise here and return to baseball here quickly. How about that? Love that idea. Tim, it's always great to hear your voice. Thanks so much. We do appreciate your time, and we'll do it again soon. Okay, Randy. Thank you, Michelle. See you.